Bill Dolan and Karen Pearl are Chicago-based artists who focus on a subject matter that I just love. Bill does drawings and paintings of Chicago alleyways, and Karen does buildings and streets of Chicago. They are both from the city. They grew up here in Rogers Park, and their love of the city really shows through in their work. Both of them are part of a two-person show at the Hofheimer Gallery in Ravenswood. The title of the show is Chicago Streets and Ways. I am very excited to speak with Bill Dolan and Karen Pearl. Bill and Karen, we have a lot in common. We are all artists based in Chicago. We are involved in a show that's happening in Chicago starting May 6th in Ravenswood at the Hofheimer Gallery. You two are the artists that are showing, and I work at the gallery, so I'm kind of coordinating thing, coordinating the thing. But the other thing that we have in common is the subject matter of our art. And at least what I've seen, mm -hmm. it's a lot about structures and buildings. And that's one of my favorite subject matters. And it's something you guys paint. I'm not sure if it's your favorite. Let's start the conversation with that, because that's something creatively we have in common. Can you tell me about, I guess, Karen, if you want to start, sure. can you tell me a little yeah. bit about where that came from and what that means to you and why that's your subject matter? Well, I've always had a strong response to to spaces, to where to where the the room I'm in, the building I'm in, what it looks like from the outside, from the inside, and but I, I didn't really start painting buildings until I think um, we moved in, in. It was in the '90s. We moved to France, and I I had been doing just dream imagery and and. We were in this suddenly in this beautiful place with so this, so the the dream imagery meaning it was stuff that you had just thought yes, up in yes, your imagination dreams and imagination and and a lot of what I studied in in art school I I did a lot of figure drawing and 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 stuff like that very much into composition composing the a, a space a drawing or a canvas and when we moved to France I was suddenly surrounded by all this magnificent beautiful architecture and and I I was just just awestruck. So I, and the weather was nice. It was south of France, and I would just go out and paint. And I just set up my little easel. I had a little dog with me, and and I would paint. And I got so involved in painting outside. And we lived there for two years. And when we got back from France, back to Chicago, I thought, well, you know, what am I going to do now? Because my my whole center, as far as my artwork, had been working outside. Okay. So I thought, okay, well, you know what? Maybe I'll just keep going. So I started doing it in Chicago, and in the in the winter, sometimes I would drive around in my car and, and paint. When you were in France, were yeah. you painting in urban areas, or were you painting in rural areas? And I, and what I'm trying to figure mm -hmm. out is whether yeah. you were painting both man-made structures with nature, the two combined? The two combined, because I had a really strong response to the fact that I was in a place where there were things around me that were really, really old. Yeah. And there were lots of ghosts. And I I've I thought this before. It didn't come to me actually till till later on, but you know, the the, the ghosts in France didn't even seem scary anymore because they seemed really old. I mean, the, these these structures are so old that they're not inhabiting the buildings anymore. So, you know, and then back in Chicago, um the every, the ghosts seems that like they they were still alive, so it was a little bit more eerie, and that you know kind of helped me make a connection. And by ghosts, you mean you can just see some of the past 
in yeah, the, in the uh, yeah, you get a sense that, well, it's 100 years ago. It's 100, maybe 125 years ago. It's not 1,000. It's not 500 years ago. Okay. So. Okay, great. So, that, yeah. I have a lot of comments on that, but okay. I'm going to hold off yeah. because, okay. I, Bill, I want to yeah. hear your where yeah. this comes from and what this means to you. Can you tell me a little right. bit about that? Yeah. Um, most of my drawings are, are come out of my story, which is I grew up in Chicago. I, I feel a strong connection to the city and my environment and everything, So, which is buildings and the built environment. Um, and the other thing is, as far as nature goes, I never really was interested in drawing it or painting it. Mm -hmm. uh, I was more about experiencing it. Okay. And I read something that Edward Hopper said once, and he was kind of of the same mind. He did not like drawing nature. In fact, when he went out to, when he was out in New Mexico, everybody else is painting the light and the, they're, they're going out into the, the desert, whatever. And he went to the railroad yards and he, he painted the steam engines and stuff. And that's something I would have done. Yeah. But, um, as far as the, the the built environment is, I mean, it's it's what I came from, and it's uh, I used to paint buildings, and then I got into drawing alleys, and that's where I'm at now. Yeah, so. one of the things that, that that makes complete sense to me. One of the things that I love about man-made structures, I particularly like ones that are aged and were once something really amazing. And now they're kind of like falling apart. Yeah, yeah. And you bring up the idea of ghosts. And I'm always thinking that a dilapidated building or structure, at one point, it was brand new. Like, right. And, yes. and mm -hmm. there were people celebrating or having a party that it was opening or um, that it was whatever the building was made for, that, that it was glorious. And I feel like you can see that sometimes. You know? Absolutely. And I think yes. that was, that's something that I try to capture in my paintings and I think that's what's so powerful about paint. I don't think that's something you can do with like photography. You can mm -hmm. capture something like that where right. you have the old building and then you can also capture the ghosts, as you say. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I've always tried to put like, historical references, things that don't exist any, anymore in my, my older paintings. Uh, L trains, I was big on the L and... and I'd always paint cars that they stopped using. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. so uh, I've kind of gotten into, with, with my alley drawings, I do more, these are contemporary drawings. I want to do it in a contemporary sense because the city's really changing. And it's, it's very rapidly in the last 20 years. And a lot of the alley, the, 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 the whole uh, environment, the, the buildings are changing. Everything's being destroyed almost. And I want to capture stuff as it's, is now before it's gone yeah and um so uh yeah that's kind of where, I, where i'm at do your paintings have contemporary elements in them or are the elements that are in the painting thing are they timeless like obviously the being the structure the street like that's all timeless stuff uh but then there could be other things other elements that are in the painting that could be only only would be relevant today. Yeah, um, my older paintings is it, there's there's some anachronisms in there, like like the older trains and and if you, if you don't really follow elevated history train, you know subway history, you, you're you're gonna miss that. I got old cars. I mean, it's um, but I've gotten since I've gotten away from it, it, it's it's mostly all contemporary stuff now, and and whatever is in there is older buildings that were 
once a little bit nicer maybe uh they're they're uh they're seeing some age now where in chicago did you grow up uh far north side uh west rogers park edgewater um i was started we we lived in apartments when i was little okay Um, and my family finally bought a bungalow in in west rogers park where where in west rogers park (laughs) uh by devon in california well what what grammar school did you go to boone how old are you (laughs) how old am i uh 50 something okay so you're you're younger than me because i went to boone school too i live near devon in california and um so we're you know we're a little bit apart in age that we weren't there at the same time or were we i'm 65 so probably not but close to it my parents bought the house in 72 so yeah yeah (laughs) that's interesting so even more things that at least you guys have in common yes now, where you grew, so you obviously grew up in West Rogers Park as well. Now, you yeah. mentioned the architecture. I do feel like the architecture in, because I'm from Boston, I've only lived here for two years. Mm-hmm. The architecture uh, here in the city is very, it certainly seems to be unique. And now I'm not just talking about the loop, like I'm talking about these regu- neighborhoods. these neighborhoods, like where we live. Um, the buildings are, uh, they, everyone has sunrooms. When, right. yeah. oh, when we so when I came works. here to, to, mm. to when we came, when I came here with my realtor, he showed me like the first ones that he showed me. One of them had a sunroom, and my brain like lit up because we don't have sunrooms, <laughs> yeah. and and yeah. I'm all excited. And he's like, Rick, like everybody has sunrooms. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of architecture things about the architecture that is very different from where I'm from, yes. and I love how you are capturing that, and certainly. You're capturing it, Karen, in your paintings. Um, you know, one of the things in particular that I noticed is I don't know what you call it, but like the tops of the buildings when you have main streets right, and they're yeah. buildings that are like it's like a whole block and it's businesses on one floor and then it's like one floor up and mm-hmm. then the tops of the buildings kind of have these architectural elements um, that are kind of interesting. Right. Yes. And but particularly, I've painted a lot on this block here in this area. Yeah. At, at, you know, um, at some point, and it is interesting how the tops and the tops are like, in most cases or in many cases, there's nothing behind them, and the roofs are flat, and then they build up the front. There's a name <gasps> yeah. for that. I don't know what it's oh, called. Oh, I did. It's but, a facade, but yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. A parapet. Uh, yeah. I, I I can't remember, but like, there's. It's just. It's purely for, for decoration or for the beauty of it just to make it more interesting and and i don't know if that's a chicago thing so much but it does make it does give the street a certain look yeah there's a building on because i drive to greenleaf studios every morning sure yeah and there is a building i think it's north of devon on ridge Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's a huge like city block and the businesses are like nothing. It's like a probably like a liquor store and a a cell phone store. But the building is beautiful. beautiful. It's this yeah. huge sure. building. Yeah. And I'm thinking again, when this was built, like they hired architects to design this, mm-hmm. and yeah. they went to a lot of detail to make this thing. And I don't know what it was originally, 
I mean, who knows? But yeah. it's there's a lot of stuff like that around here. It's incredible. A yeah, lot of history. It's, yeah. it's really neat. A lot of the buildings around here and, and north like that were built in the 20s, and they had these amphoras, these concrete amphoras up on, on top of where, where Karen was talking about. Uh, there was one, the building behind me uh, a couple of years ago, one of those things fell onto the sidewalk. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I think it might have got hit by lightning or something, but it, it just it, it could have killed somebody. But, um, yeah, it, it's really neat stuff. There's a uh, there's a store, like, by the Loyola L Station that looks really cool. It's got a – in the, the tile work, the terracotta, there's a, a downtown Chicago. All the buildings from downtown Chicago is kind of in the glazing. It's, it's really spectacular. People just walk right by it and – buildings around it are getting torn down and it's 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 uh i hope it's uh, it's it survives i almost can picture that and i'm i'm but i if i've seen it it's been a while is it on the west side of the street yeah yeah yeah, yeah uh-huh. well i remember what commotion there was when um the granada movie theater was oh. was torn down and how the, the the it's a beautiful old movie theater Right there, right, basically yeah, yeah. on on the east side of the street, but right by the Loyola University, and it was at one of those you know majestic old movie theaters, and um, they didn't. What there is now is I think there's like an architectural reference to it, a big arch, but nothing of the old building. But the people fought so hard to keep it, but yeah. they just couldn't keep it. And some people who are collectors of such things have little pieces of it. Oh, really? Pieces of the facade or of the stone or or you know of the. Different elements of it, but yeah. What about the Uptown Theater? Do we know what's going on with that? I I don't know, but it, I thought supposedly is it being... yeah they're going to start working on it this summer, and in a couple of years it's going to reopen. Um, the city's behind it; they've finally got their TIF money and whatever. I think Jam Productions still is is a uh, owns owns it, or the guy who owns Jam owns it, or something like that. But it's supposedly coming back, and hopefully it does, and. The Granada Theater that Karen was talking about was a lot like the Uptown. Okay, so right, that era. Yeah. It, was, it, yeah. was, it was this beautiful palace. Yeah, oh, yeah. So people yeah. listening to this podcast who aren't familiar with the Uptown Theater, um, the Uptown Theater is a gigantic theater. It was made for vaudeville. It was not made for movies, correct? It was no, built in the it was, it, both actually both okay. they kind of it, at the same time. Okay. It's gigantic. Yeah. Like the lobby itself is six stories tall open. Yeah. I'll post fo- I'll post photos of mm. what this theater looks like. I think it seats like 4500 people. Yeah. Um it is the lar- it would be the largest theater in the country if they open it, I believe. It's and it's extremely extremely elaborate. It has been closed. And it has a lot of, it's been um, experiencing a lot of damage uh, from elements and, and things mm-hmm. of that nature. And Weather. apparently apparently they've been trying to get the money to redo it. I think it's like $50 million or something insane is how much it's going to cost. But I guess they have, they're planning on doing it. So well, it's going to be yeah. incredible. Yeah. yeah and there was uh, somebody out in the Northwestern suburbs took a lot of the, uh, fixtures the lights the chandeliers and everything and he's been hanging on to it I, I read a story about it and he's going to put it back into the theater once they get going on this wow huh so he's just been keeping it he's a big fan of this stuff and he's just been hanging on to it so well it sounds like it could be source material 
yeah. for you yeah. to do the facade and you could do the alley, alley behind alley. it. Yeah. Yes. And that alley is very <laughs> yeah. interesting. I've been to that. I've, I walked down that street. Yeah, I haven't been um, there in a while. It's 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 really, it, I, I love that area. I like, um, a few blocks from there is the SNA Studios, which is kind of like one of the earliest Hollywood studios. This yeah, is, this is Silent where, Films. That's yeah. where uh, Charlie Chaplin was. Yeah, oh, wow. and he hated it here from what I read. He hated the weather. The weather, he, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> he just didn't yeah. like it here. Yeah. So that, mm. that only lasted a few years because back then, there were a lot of, of uh, studio lots on Broadway, and even indoor scenes had to be shot outdoors because they didn't have proper lighting, mm-hmm. and they could only do it like five, six months out of the year. The rest of the time, they, they you know, it was winter, so they, it was hard to film movies here, and that was one of the reasons why they moved to Hollywood. So was that whole silent movie boom in Chicago, was that before Hollywood took off? Pretty much, yeah. It was like... 1914, I guess. I don't know, somewhere oh, it was that long ago. It was, yeah, 15. Yeah, and it was a very short period from what I understand. But the SNA studio, and, and S, it's E-S-S-A-N-A. I walk by it all the time. Yeah, and it's the it's from S and A, the first initials of the two owners. And they opened up a studio in Hollywood and moved everything out there. There was another major studio out there as well. But uh, yeah, it was like that was right before Hollywood. So I think it's fascinating to think about when silent movies were the thing Um, because people didn't know any more than that. Like right now we have Netflix. You can see everything on your phone. Like that's normal to us. When silent movies were the thing, like that was the thing. Like there was no idea of anything in the future of of color or of movies with talk. And people were completely satisfied and entertained by going to a silent movie. Yeah, well, it was, it was amazing technology. <laughs> oh, was absolutely. Like, <laughs> yes, like, yes. To actually see somebody moving on a screen and yeah. actually put yeah. a story together. Yeah, it was... It, Mesmerizing yeah. just to watch. Yeah, yeah and, it, and, you know, movie... And being able to see the world that was the only way people living in rural America would actually get to see uh, the, the world yeah. mm-hmm. because the only other thing you would have would be print, like mm-hmm. a black and white newspaper. So it's a very powerful medium. The, you know, the people that were putting, putting together movies, like they had like a lot of influence, I think, on how people viewed the world. Mm-hmm. You, know, I you know what I mean? Definitely. Because there was yes. no television. Yes. Yeah. There was no nothing. Yeah. And and yeah. going to the movie was an experience too. We're talking about these movie palaces and there's a reason why they called them palaces. I mean, it was regular people could go to this amazing castle sure. almost yeah. and, and just, just take that in as well. And and with the live the live music along with the movies, there was, uh, and as you said, there was vaudeville, so there was stage stuff going on there too. But it was just yeah. an amazing place to escape like normal drudgery work you know this is the 1920s so we're just yeah. getting established in you know the nine to five grind and what or whatever and it's like yeah need to escape from that yeah we had the Northtown theater on on, on, on um western yeah. yes mm-hmm. yeah yeah that, that was, was that was beautiful yeah cool yeah rogers park is great yeah yeah i like it that's yeah. where my that's where my studio is yeah yeah did you guys ever go to um well, no, it's before your time. I was going to say um, Riverview Park. Oh, yeah. I know. I did. I, I, was I, I was at Riverview. Yes, for sure. Yes. Oh, really? Yes. 
just, you know, barely make, because I'm 65, so, and I think, you know, maybe I only went once. My my older brother went a lot more and has more memories of it, but yeah, that was, I mean, that was the ultimate. And, you know, talk about going, right, driving by, and there, now it's it's um like a strip mall, right? And, you know, just, just you can feel it. Those of us who know that it was yeah. there, you you feel it. You, yeah. you, know. you went as well. Yeah, my yeah. my dad took me twice when I was I think I was in kindergarten, and it's, so it's it's like a couple of my earliest memories. And I remember looking up at the roller coaster and wanting oh, to yeah. go on it. And my yeah. dad telling me I was too little. Oh, and yeah. Someday oh, yeah. we'll get to do that, and that never happened. But I recently went back there. I love amusement parks, and I'm I love old amusement parks and abandoned amusement parks and things of that nature. So I recently went to Riverview because I heard that there were remnants and there are in fact are there really? things wow. from yeah. the park. Wow. They used to have this ride called, well, I didn't know what it was, but we found all these um, foundations wow. and uh, we went on, I went on this thing called historic historical aerials. Have you heard about this? No. Oh, no. it's incredible! Is it is it air? You fly and it, so down, it's or? like Google satellite. View, okay, uh-huh. but it's from the past. Oh, so God. someone oh, was wow. taking <laughs> photographs of the entire United States, some of them back to the 30s, mm-hmm. and it's just like Google Maps. You type in a location, yeah, and then you get a current map of today, and then there's a slider, and you pick you pick the date. And then you slide and you see this photograph of years ago. So I went to Riverview and I figured out where these these cement things were. And then we had to, then I found the picture, I think it was from the 60s. And it was the foundations of the giant pool for the shoot the shoot ride. Oh, wow. yeah. I remember still that ride. Yeah. Wow. Oh, it's all wow. Still there. Oh, yeah. I loved, you know what, you're, it's just making me feel like so much the word nostalgic, you know, comes to mind. I've gone back now, and I've been watching old Twilight Zones. I love Twilight Zones, so now I'm just watching them from the beginning, just one after the other, and it's that's what it is, this powerful sense of this, you know, talking about the old amusement parks, this eerie kind of nostalgic feeling that it's it's very compelling, you know, somehow. It's a little bit scary and very compelling. To me, I don't know, maybe not scary to you. Well, that, that, but... was, that was one of the cool things about amusement parks. Yeah. There was a certain amount of scariness yes. to them. There was like, uh-huh. there, was, there, was yeah. a freak show, there were freak shows, there was like, yeah. the, the rides were kind of dilapidated. And the and roller coaster, you, you didn't know if it was it was shaky, you didn't know yeah. if it was going to go off the track. Like, I remember going to, to Coney Island a, a, about a decade ago and uh, riding on the Cyclone. And I'm thinking, wow, this thing's 70 years old, and the thing's rattling, and you go around a corner, and you can hear the wheels leave the track. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and, wow. And the, the, the bar that holds you in the seat, that's got a lot of play in it, and, and, uh, and right. you drop, and, and, and the thing, you go up, and then there's like, there was one part where there's a bracing that's almost just above your head, like, and, and as you drop under it, the car drops first, and you're like, oh, man, I'm going right into this thing. <laughs> Called a head chopper. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's like, it, it, there's a, it sort of, it, it brings up, you, you could actually die on this stupid thing. Yeah. Yeah. Every now and it's then, cool. people do. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they do. But yeah, we have, um, uh, we had an amusement park called Lincoln Park, mm-hmm. which was outside of Boston, and uh, they, it shut down in the 80s. But it was left abandoned for years and years. Like up until a few years ago, the roller coaster was still there. Wow. And it was really cool. My friends and I went back there one time and we were climbing up the tracks. And they had a, the reason why we went is they had this big sign that said coaster over the entrance. (laughs) And we were going to take the coaster sign and we brought a truck and we were going to unscrew it 
and put it on my, I had a big wall in my, my condominium in Boston. Well, we got there and I think we must've seen a picture of the sign on the internet. It was gigantic. Like well, it was, yeah, there was yeah, absolutely yeah. no way we could have transported this yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> so we ended up just like playing on the roller coaster, but it was very cool. And I had been there as a kid and it just was a lot of these ghosts, mm -hmm. a lot of mm -hmm. memories. Yeah. And it was that same type of thing that I talked about in my paintings where you can see the past and you can see something, the glory and yeah. the new and the freshness yeah. and all of the positive energy that was once someplace was still coming through mm -hmm. when I was there. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is a really, um, that's an interesting experience that you can, you know, we can all experience yeah. it's, with, it's, with older things. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a type of time travel, you know, when you look at something now in Europe a lot that they're, especially in Italy, I remember there would, you would be looking at it in a church and then part of the wall is carved away and they say, well, this is, this is from, this is 500 years ago. And then another layer, and they they preserve the sections so you can actually see how it evolved and changed. And I, I don't think we do that here. I mean, but you know, you and I know yeah. maybe because we're used to staring at things. And I'm sure you've had the experience where you are, you, you know, you you know, you painted something and it's no longer yeah, there. It, you know, can, yeah, yeah. There's and, and there's pl plenty of places that I visit that, that just in, around here that I, yeah. Since I've lived here all my life, I'm like, I know that that was I, that was here. This thing was over yeah, there. Sir, yeah. this used to be Sir Whoopies, you know. It's like, yeah, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah. I start to turn into that old man that just. Exactly, <laughs> in <my day. laughs> back in my day. <laughs> do you feel like that's something? Getting back to your artwork, do you mm -hmm. feel like that's something that you're trying to capture in your in your art? In, in a way, yeah, yeah. Because some some of them are uh, actually places that I've seen a lot of and and you know i got all of my childhood apartment buildings at, at least in one drawing and and, and oh, my parents really? house huh. yeah um so there's kind of a series there but it, it's it, this is this is me this is this is the city's me and that's what i'm trying to draw do you think that you are expressing you in in the when we're looking at these alleys, yeah, is it you? It's it's me telling my story and telling my showing my telling my connection to this the environment and how important it is and what I hope from people looking at it. I hope they get a sense of that and perhaps maybe feel better about where they come from. Think about the things that they're they're connected with the the, the, the their surroundings. And hopefully, ultimately, you know, that makes us all kind of better and, and uh, more inspired, I guess. Um, you know, unless, you know, one lives in a complete, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what. No, I know. I definitely, zone, I, yeah, I, I definitely <laughs> relate to that. I, when I used to paint in the street a lot, I, I remember one time this little kid came up to me and, you know, he looked at me and said, well, why are you copying that building? You know, which I thought was great for a little kid to say I was copying the building, you know, because that's essentially what I was doing. And just the fact that he looked at me and he looked at the building and he looked at my canvas and, you know, you're copying that building. So, I mean, I don't think I don't remember what I told him, but it just made me think about, yeah, because I'm, I'm just kind of having a strong response to it and it's becoming part of my, my vision, you know, and, and I find that when I paint someplace, like this street is just, 
it's so wild. Come, I haven't been here in a in a while now. I don't know why. And we're just haven't had. And we're on Clark Street. We're recording right. oh, this. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. recording this on and uh, Clark, like just north of Foster right. on Clark yes. Street. Yes, and and I know all these buildings so well from having stared at them, for, you know, so much and and painted that familiarity. There's a comfort to that. Yeah. Yeah. You know that that's that's part of my my connection to the to the city here. And I think you raise a good point there. It's it's also when I'm doing these drawings, I'm kind of revisiting these. It's just I'm, I'm actually right. going back yeah. to the old neighborhood, even though I'm still in the old neighborhood. But it's mm-hmm. you know I'm I'm visiting these and looking at them with uh, maybe a little more closely. These these certain alleys, and, and I, I do alleys around the city too. It's not just this neighborhood. So I'm I'm exploring as well, and I want to get. I want to do more on the south side. I, I don't go get down there enough. It, it, this, this city is amazing because the south side and the, new, the north side are, are like two different cities. Right. And yeah. they're within the same same city. So you can actually visit another city while you're here. That means, they're, but they're really far apart. People, they, yeah. I mean, Chicago is huge. Yeah. So yeah. You, yeah. you have to make, yeah. It's, it's, and that's why it, it, it almost feels like another city to go to the south side because it takes some effort. You got to, yeah. it's a, it's a mm-hmm. little bit of a distance that you have to, to cover so i want to do more of that maybe even down on the southeast side where i've driven around there and down by calumet and it feels like i've never been to pennsylvania but it, it feels like yeah pictures that i've seen of of some of the, the steel towns in in, in pennsylvania mm. so um that, that that's another aspect to this drawing is it, it gives me a reason and a desire to actually explore different parts of the city that are are different from what I'm I know and it's 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 uh kind of inspiring that way. Cool. Can you tell me Karen about the ghosty images that I sometimes see in some of your paintings and why that's in there? I think I know. Right. Well, then you might be able to tell me. <laughs> no, I mean the in some cases I think, you know, I could say, and and one way of, for me of looking at it is that I'm kind of blending when I was working for, from dreams and imagination with the architectural stuff, but I'm not thinking of it consciously that way. I Mm -hmm. also have a lot of dogs in my um, paintings and um, I I love dogs. I, my dog's in my car right now. She's waiting for me, but it's all, she's fine. She's used to it. But anyway, um, and I think and it's just so you know, it's yeah. February, so her yeah, dog is not in a hot car. It, oh, yeah, no, no, it's fine, and it's <laughs> it's like in the forties, so it's it's good. Um, but um, I I think that I'm also thinking a lot about. Maybe it sounds a little bit trite, but what the heck, I'll say it. You know, mortality and thinking about these old buildings and these old structures, they will be here and they will be new owners and new, you know, people living there. And then at some point I won't be here. So sometimes I imagine that I have my, you know, I, I, I hope I'm not a religious person. I don't have a, unfortunately, I wish I did. I don't have any, I I can't hold on to anything about where I think I'm going after I die, but I sometimes wish I could just have you know, be float around in the universe in my familiar spaces with my uh, animals next to me, and and um, I I think then so there's that aspect of it, and then compositionally sometimes I think oh this this, this painting isn't quite finished, 
needs a dog. <laughs> and then I think, well, what is a dog doing here? Right. You know, I, I don't think about it too much consciously, but it evolves like, you know, why is the dog here? Or is, is this a living dog? Is it a ghost? And I like thinking about the ghosts and I like it. And I'm, you know, I, I, I just, I just kind of like try to evolve the image so it works and completes the composition. Yeah. And then I let it kind of evolve into something else. And it's kind of new for me to really let go into that. Does that, that make sense? It does make sense. The two of you are in a two-person show called Chicago Streets and Ways at the Hofheimer Gallery. And I think that the conversation that we had today is going to be very um, informative to people looking at your artwork that's going to be at the show. Like, I think it's really relevant. Um, so I'm, re I'm very excited that we, uh, we had this conversation. So just yeah. to give people listening a little bit more, um, the Hofheimer Gallery, it's in Ravenswood. It's on um, uh, Damon Ave, right north of uh, Lawrence. And the opening reception is March 6th from 5 to 6, and the show runs until the 28th. And this is, this is the year 2020. We don't know how long yeah. this, has got, this is going to be. This podcast will be. What, did I say it wrong? Five to eight, that's all. Oh, five to, five to eight. Okay, correction. But um, I don't know. Is there anything you guys want to say about the show and the work? Come on down. And, and, Come on down. And and I, I am really looking forward to it. I don't know your work very well, Bill, but I'm, I mean, I know it. Yeah. But you know, I, I don't. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what happens when. And you know, it's, and I, I am too. And I like the yeah. the, the dialogue that the work is going to have with each other. I think yeah. this was a oh, very right. well. I, I really love your work. And I'm not as familiar with your newer stuff, but uh, I, I there's some stuff back from the '90s that that I, I really really mm -hmm. like. This there, your stuff. It was very. There's a desolation that I love. There's one particular piece that was. Uh, the L tracks crossing um, by Wilson th that uh, have since been torn down and rebuilt, but it looked like a, the way the sun was and everything. It looked like a like a winter afternoon or something. There's nobody around, nobody on the streets, and and I really like that about some of your work. With mm. me, like, me too. Mm -hmm. There's a lot uh, of desolation yeah. and like yeah. there's a sense of seriousness yeah. about yours, whereas <laughs> yours is a little bit more. A little bit more playful, so I think the two of them together is yeah. going to be amazing. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to it. I'm too, yeah. and, and uh, I'm looking forward to continuing this conversation with anybody that's listening that yeah. that wants yeah. to talk about it or have questions yeah. too. Absolutely. Yeah, come to the yeah. come to the opening, and we can continue this conversation. Yeah, this will be great. Well, right. thank you guys so thank much. Um, why don't you tell me? Why don't you share with listeners where people can learn? Uh, like your website or Instagram or whatever. Oh, uh, dolanart.com, D-O-L-A-N-A-R-T. Um, and I'm on Instagram at William Dolan. And uh, also on Facebook a lot. Uh, William Dolan, I think, is my... And I'm karenpearl.com, and that's pearl as in the oyster pearl, but no A. Um, and I think... So P-E-R-L. P Karen, P-E-R-L.com, yeah. I think my Instagram is... Pearl Karen for some reason, but it's okay. Well, we'll be able to. Well, I will put on the website. I'll, I yeah, create okay, a page yeah. for this, so okay. the good. actual yeah. stuff will yeah. all be on there. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, this was wonderful. Thank you guys so much for talking to me. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you very That's much. That's wonderful.
My name is Ricky McGeckrin, and you have been listening to Eager to Know, the podcast. If you haven't already, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Eager to Know podcast. 